Hello, Making the Team fans. This is Kim J. We're back for another episode of DCC Podcast. This is episode eight. It was entitled, I've Heard Rumors. This is going to be chronicling week eight. There was a lot going on this week, a lot packed into this episode, and we ended up with a cliffhanger, which is rare on this show for sure. They start off the episode with makeovers. So in the past, you always kind of wondered how do they decide who gets a makeover and who doesn't. In the earlier seasons, it looked like it was mandatory and all the rookies went. Last year, we didn't have makeovers because of COVID. This season, they said that nine ladies were selected for makeovers. And I've lost track of how many rookies are in training camp. We have 40 ladies at this point. And gosh, 24 veterans, I want to say, 24, 25. So out of 15 or 16 ladies, they picked nine of them. And I counted eight. So I don't know who the mysterious ninth person was. But we had Katiana, Kelly, Leah, Christina, Megan, Presley, Ava, and Jensen. Not sure who the ninth person was. <laughs> but so... For most people, I mean, it's a hair makeover, mostly for everybody. The one exception was Ava. They just did eye makeup for her, which was, you know, I couldn't tell a difference. Maybe if we had like a before and after picture of her eyes, her before and after picture just focused on her hair, which was exactly the same. So couldn't really tell a whole lot of difference there. Um, she said she was excited that the changes were minimal. So the the most dramatic makeover was definitely Kelly. And she, of course, has had like her hair and her face like all season. And I, one of the choreographers commented on it. And why can't I? Evan Miller. That's who. Why can't I think of his name? He commented on it specifically. And you couldn't really see her face. So this is done at Tangerine. This is Marshall's salon. Marshall's been their hair guy for a number of years and he's a judge at auditions. They obviously don't have like a stylist there who does either they don't have a stylist that does African American hair or they specifically don't have a stylist that does wigs. So they brought in someone named Rosemary who's with Rose Style Studio who does wigs. And so they give her a a wig much like Cat, not nearly as long as Cat. But it does really help to open up her face. And Rosemary says that she wanted to sort of sh show off her cheekbones. And she does look like a different person once you can actually see her face. And, you know, there's a lot of thoughts amongst specifically those fans who are Black about always putting the girls in wigs. I wouldn't say that they've always done that. You know, they done extensions a lot in the past, but it does seem like lately at least, because it was definitely done last year with Sydney too, and probably Armani, that they seem to be putting them more so in these, you know, kind of lace, I don't know if they're lace front wigs or, but anyway, she looks great. Regardless of how anybody feels about that particular hairstyle and the maintenance of that type of of, of project. Um, she looks great. And they actually show the reaction of the other girls when she comes into the locker room at the star 
later on for what looks like a rookie practice, and they all go totally nuts. They have her do a runway walk in the locker room. <laughs> so she definitely gets the most dramatic hair makeover. Not far behind that, second place, I would say, was Katiana. Katiana was one that I said from like episode one, this chick needs a hair makeover. It looks fried. It's clear that they were extensions, and they were. They actually say that there was like a half a pound of hair as they start to work through and take all of these extensions out. They decide that they're going to take out the sew-ins and let her expose her natural curl, which looks so much better, like so much better. And yeah, she looks great. I think it, it fits her personality. It's way better than the fried look that she had before. And, and I think all of us, not all of us, but a lot of us as fans look at that and go, why didn't she do that before? <laughs> Everybody else I think was not nearly as dramatic. Um, the next would probably be Presley. She goes from more of a, a reddish brown kind of hair to like a more so full on red, not like Jaitlyn full on red or Savannah full on red, but definitely more red. They don't really have redheads so much right now except for Jalen so somebody had to be the redhead I suppose and she says okay yeah I'm gonna have more fiery personality not buying it with that level of enthusiasm that she said it they also had Christina here looks like she got some highlights maybe um, Megan says this is the first time she's ever been in a salon which is surprising for somebody with a, a dance background since she always got her hair done in her friend's mom's garage that she had like a little studio in there. Uh, Jensen uh, gets some extensions and they show off their makeovers at practice. So this practice has Melissa Rycroft Strickland as our guest for this week and she makes multiple references at different times about how she's so-and-so's come a long way since she saw them last or she's been advocating for somebody and it sort of gives the impression that she's there more often than what we see of her which is fine I just would like a little bit better context about maybe how often she is there because we've only seen her like the very first practice or the very first week we've seen her at show group auditions I and then now, I don't think we've seen her in between there, except for that one little mentorship session that she did with Kaya, who was pretty much promptly cut. So I just would like a little bit more context as to how much she really works with the girls or how much she's there watching practice. Because it's certainly, I got the impression that she's seen them more than we've seen her on the show. So there's a little bit of Kelly trying to fix Leah's hair. And she's like, oh yeah, it fell over. And when she did her reveal, she was like, so they moved my part from a from a part in the middle to a part in the side. And I'm like, that was a dramatic makeover. <laughs> I mean, she does have like some curls where before it was kind of flat. You know, with Leah, she says to the camera, I know I don't have the DCC look. And I thought, oh, that's so like depressing for her to kind of feel that way. Like, to have all these amazing talents and it just kind of comes off like she doesn't feel pretty. And I was wondering during last week's episode, like why is she not in the top 36? Like how on earth is she in the bottom? Because she's so amazing and I wonder if it's her look. And so it definitely seemed like it was really important that, that she get a look that made her look more like a DCC, according to Kelly, according to herself. Kelly said that she wanted that her hair wasn't moving. 
basically she was at her makeover to get her hair to move. I mean, it just seems like she needs some products or something. But anyway, moving on from all of the makeover stuff, we we get some good comments here from for lots of the rookies. They, they say that, you know, Taylor's going to have to dial it up next to rookie Kelly now that she's got this new hair. Um, people that didn't get makeovers, they like to Klein, you know, a lot of energy. And Melissa says she likes Tyra's style. And again, she's quote unquote, fun to watch. <laughs> Melissa's favorite three words. They compliment Jensen on her dynamics. Not sure what that means exactly. Everybody really looks good here except for rookie Madeline who makes some visible errors and they tell her that she made lots of mistakes and Madeline says she's not worried because they're looking for uh, per progress, not perfection. And at one point, Melissa says to Kelly that she thinks Megan looks like the actress Jennifer Tilly. I don't think that's a compliment. They show like a picture of Jennifer Tilly and I, I don't see it. I just, I don't see it. Like the only thing I can think of Jennifer Tilly being in is a Morticia Adams. <laughs> Definitely can't see that. Okay. So she also really likes Ava here and says that she's really impressive and that she's eating her words for having her on her cut list last week with showgroup auditions. They don't like Presley. They're saying that she is fading and it's the only kind of negative advice we hear Melissa give any of the rookie candidates is for Presley. Basically tell them that she needs to dance with more fire to match her new hair. And then Kelly says to Judy that she didn't watch Amber again, that she didn't even notice her. And, you know, Amber had like a little quick confessional to the camera before this practice. And I was thinking, why wasn't she at makeovers? Like there's something wrong with her. She just doesn't really stand out. Like she could have used some, I don't something, some layers, some highlights or something. So it's new makeup. She just looks kind of boring. So I was kind of surprised she wasn't selected for one of the makeovers, unless she was the mysterious ninth person. If so, I don't see that she looks the same. So I'm going to say that wasn't her. Anyway, moving on, they... They also, before they do the triangle blocking, because we finally get the point announced this episode, they tell Melissa, like, secret, secret, we're looking at people for the point, which they, I think they know they're auditioning for the point because they're all, like, just, like, really going for it. We see the same five that we saw last week with show group auditions, Gina, Lexi, Rachel, Caroline, and Ashley. Again, they're in groups of five. Again, there's 40 people here, so we know that there's like five more groups of five. No, that would be three more groups of five, if I could do math. Would like to know who those points were, too. Just, just want more information, you know? Uh, but Kelly says, you know, it's their, the point position has now become highly celebrated, and they're going to make this big deal, and they get everybody together and say, okay, we're going to block the triangle, and at the 50-yard line, I need... Gina. So Gina is the point for this season for the first triangle and she's very emotional and hugs Judy and Judy says that she is showy and that she's really big with her movements. And I think Brittany Perry Russell was a big fan of Gina from the very beginning. Not surprising last year, the triangle that they just filmed because of the COVID season, they weren't on the field. 
it was Maddie at point and then Lexi and Gina on either side. So it's not surprising that it was probably going to be between one of those two. It's not always. I mean, when Kashira was point, she kind of came out of nowhere, but that also was kind of because of all the drama that went down with Jenna and Holly as well too. So not surprising that it's Gina on the, either side of her are Amber and Lexi. And then the next row is Caroline, Rachel, and Ashley. And I was trying to think, I'm like, is this Lexi's third year being like second? And I, I can't remember who was when Amy was point and Maddie was on either side. Was Lexi on the other side? Like, is this Lexi's third year being like right in that same position? I think it is, which is kind of rare. I know it happened to Lacey. Lacey was like two years there, but to be there for three years is, is quite a lot. I probably need to go and double check that before just to make sure, but I'm thinking that that's the case. And then they're doing the same thing that they've done the last couple of years where they're splitting the point. And again, that second point is Rachel. She was also point last year, but again, just did it on the video, didn't get to do it on the field every week. So she is got Shondi and Ashley on either side of her. And I'm pretty sure Shondi and Ashley were behind her last year. So I don't think that triangle changed from last year. And what Judy says about Rachel when she's picked is that she is reliable and a great person to follow. Okay. <laughs> Nothing about her dance ability, but, you know, obviously being reliable is extremely important for sure. And there was actually a video of them doing a hip hop routine a few weeks back. And Rachel was at the point of quite a significant part of that. And I got to say, she was killing it. Rachel was killing the hip hop quite well. So, and I've always been a Rachel fan. I mean, I'm always happy for her. The The interesting thing is, you know, if she comes back for a fifth year next year, you would think she'd be the obvious pick to be the point of the first triangle, which means she would be basically a point for three years, which is pretty impressive, but we'll see. So this is their first night in formation in both Kelly and Melissa comment that they're just really amazing for this to be the first time that they're in formation. The only real compliment that we get outside of just the entire group is Kelly complimenting that Klein looks really great in her position. And of course, this is blocked for 40 people. There's not going to be 40 people in the field. So this isn't the final position right now. Most likely it's just the rookies that would be moving around, but eventually there's going to be four less people in this triangle. And so after this, we get some deliberations with Melissa and they ask her if she would change her cuts. Last week, they had asked the show group judges, give me five people that you would cut. And everybody except Kelly and Judy, they would cut Ashley. And so she's gone. So now there's four remaining people that Melissa said that she would, that she would cut. And so Kelly Rolls out those pictures, Megan, Christina, Ava, and Kelly. And Melissa says that she would change three of them, that Kelly was her favorite tonight. She really liked Ava, and she also really liked Megan. And so Kelly asked her, well, who would you change? Who would you cut instead? And she said, well, Presley, that she'd been an advocate for Presley before, but 
not anymore. So basically she has Christina and Presley being cut, but she says she doesn't see four girls to cut today. So she obviously couldn't, couldn't pick two other people. So right now I guess Melissa has a team of 38. So we have a, a real quick bit here before we get to our next practice of Klein and Megan and Leah practicing at Natalie Wood's house where Klein is currently being hosted. Natalie Woods comes in with Yuko, former DCC Yuko, on the phone. And, which to me is just kind of awkward. Like, I mean, I get that they're all a sisterhood and, you know, once you're a DCC, you're part of the family. And although these three rookie candidates are not yet a DCC, they're certainly all headed in the right direction. So it just kind of seems weird to me that they'd be talking to somebody that they've never met or talked to on the phone. But anyway, Klein seemed to be really thrilled about it. And Yuko tells him that she's pregnant and they're all excited and tell her congratulations. And Natalie asks if Yuko has any advice. And she tells them to have confidence and to believe that they are enough and don't try to be anything else but that, which is really always great advice. So from that little commercial break, we come to AT&T Stadium to yet another practice. They are on the West Main platform, Kelly says, for the first time. And that Lisa has an announcement to make and a necessary, responsible, and unselfish decision. So Lisa is in tears. She's not in a practice uniform. If she is, she's got a big baggy shirt over the top of it. And she says that basically every day that she has been in pain. And in order not to cause permanent damage, basically she's pulling out of training camp that she wants to come back next year pain-free and for the team not to forget about her. So they don't give any details on the episode exactly what she's going through. So it's a neck injury that Lisa has, and I believe it's something that she actually suffered during her the season her second year. And she's been dealing with ongoing since then. She actually had to have surgery on it. And she has been recovering quite well. She's posted a few updates on Instagram. So December 7th, she said that she was starting to teach dance again. And that she about 70 to 80% of the restrictions that she had had been lifted. And that four months ago, so that would have been likely September, that she took her one hour just to walk one mile with assistance in that how far she's come. And then on January 5th, so about a month after that, she actually posted a video of herself at the star dancing, said that she's still being careful that she hadn't been clear to dance in heels. And then about three weeks after that, on January 24th, she said she's had a hiccup in her recovery, but that was to be expected. Looks like she's still on track to plan to re-audition. She hasn't posted any additional updates since then. So it'll be real interesting if both she and Victoria are re-auditioning. Uh, we just haven't seen that in the past, and certainly we haven't seen it be successful. Are they going to... The rumor has always been that Victoria was going to come back as a vet, so she was not going to have to start with preliminaries and semifinals. I would imagine they would extend that same thing to Lisa. Since she left kind of during training camp, they wouldn't make her start over. But it'll be really interesting to see exactly what they do with that come the show next year. So here at this particular practice, they decide that they're going to announce group leaders, which seems like super late. I feel like in the past that they've announced group leaders 
before now, but no real surprises here. Uh, Lexi and Gina are both returning leaders, and then we had Amber and Rachel and Caroline and maybe even Ashley all returning second leaders from last year. So they announced Lexi as leader of group run. So usually that's the most senior vet there. And Lexi has been a group leader for, well, no, I think her and Gina have been group leaders for the same amount of time. But even so, Lexi was, I think, a second leader before maybe Gina was. So anyway, she's a first, she's the group leader of group one. Ashley is her second leader. And then Gina is announced as a group leader for group two. And Aaron is announced as her second leader. So I think that's got to be a nice kind of consolation prize for Aaron, who did not make it back to show group this year. The group leader for group three is Rachel, and her second leader is Amber. And since Amber was a second leader last year, it only left Caroline as being a second leader. So I think it was pretty obvious that she was going to be a group leader when they called the fourth group. And her second leader is Jalen. So super happy for Jalen as well. Caroline is really emotional. I kind of feel like in the videos that they gave the rookies to learn routines before they came to camp. Pretty sure they were taught by Gina, Lexi, Caroline, and Rachel. So I kind of feel like the writing was on the wall that those were going to be the four, but I guess it's always nice for it to be official. And so they put all the girls in their respective groups as well, too. I'm not going to go over who's in what group. We know those things can change anyway. So really in this particular practice, the, the main things that kind of happen are that Presley and Amber are making too many mistakes. So we get another practice the next day in the same spot. And what precedes that practice is Kelly getting a call from Charlotte. And she's saying that she found out what the NFL decision is on whether the cheerleaders are going to be on the field or not. Because last year they were not allowed on the field. And instead, they ended up being on the, the touchdown decks that they really hadn't been on since the very first year of AT&T Stadium. And they were in masks, too, of course. Um, but they're going to be able to be on the turf this year. And Kelly is really emotional about it and talks about how COVID, you know, has taken something away from everyone. And it took something away from them, too, not being able to dance on the field this year. And so when she gets to, to practice, the girls don't know this information yet. And she tells them that I got a call from Charlotte today about the NFL decision on whether or not you guys are going to be on the field. And there's this kind of great camera shot of Gina looking at Caroline real serious, like, oh my gosh, here it comes. And of course she tells them that they're going to be on the field and they're all ecstatic. And we get a little bit here from Alora Rose to the camera about how this is going to be their first year to be on the field, even though it's their second year on the team. And so this is probably their Friday practice. They're doing some group routines, some sidelines, and they take this time to do a couple of office visits. So office visit number one is Presley. And she definitely looked like she was lagging behind in this episode. I thought she was lagging behind a couple of episodes as well, too, in that really windy practice. So they asked her how have rehearsals gone, and she said that she's basically doing her best. 
Kelly starts to go through her bit where she reads the notes that she has, and she says that she's very talented, that she's one of the best technical dancers and great musicality in the preliminary round of video auditions. But they felt like once she got to training camp, that she started to have some showmanship and field power deficiencies and that she's missing the fun factor on the field. Presley says she agrees that her technical training is definitely stronger, but she'll work on that. Kelly says that as a field trainer, field performer, she's not at the top of their list and it's just not attainable this year. And Presley says that she'll come back and she's had so much fun so she doesn't know why she's crying so much. This was Presley's first office visit. It's week eight, and they're telling her things about showmanship deficiencies and field power deficiencies. And I'm hoping that there was some way that Presley got this kind of information before now, because if this is the first time she's getting that information, it just feels really unfair. I guess it's not practical, for them to meet with everybody in the first week or two, but it seems like it would just be so much more beneficial for them to get some feedback from Kelly and Judy. I know in a lot of seasons, if not every season, there are office visits that we don't see. So there's times that people have come to the office before, and sometimes they even mention it on the show, and we haven't seen that particular office visit. And then you have issues like this, where people have been in the office multiple times, don't get cut. You have somebody like this who comes in the office and their first time they get cut. So it always just feels just a little bit unfair to me. I'm sure that they get notes from at least the other veterans, but they just got group leaders like two days before this or a day before this. So she hasn't really had time to work with one specific person. So I don't know. It just kind of came across to me that, you know, maybe it's a bit unfair. Would that have changed her outcome here? Probably not. But I would love, and I'm sure the other candidates would like to see some consistency there, feedback earlier so they can work on some of those things. Our next office visit was uh, the much hyped up office visit with Alora Rose. This was teased even in the very first episode of the season as things to sort of look forward to or things that are to come yet this season. Don't know if you really look forward to this kind of a thing. And we don't get any resolution from it at all. It's basically at the very end of the episode. There's not enough time to address it because there's so much going on and so much packed in this episode. So you got to understand here, Lisa has left in this episode. Presley has just been cut. They've had makeovers. They've blocked the triangle. They've had group leader announcements. There's almost, there's no more room in this episode to fit in. Like you could have taken something out perhaps so that we could have had resolution for this specific issue. But I also kind of feel like all of a sudden they've gone from 40 people to potentially 37 people. If Alora Rose is in fact gone, which we don't know after this episode yet. And then you have two episodes left to make one cut. So I kind of wonder if that's part of the reason that they've, kind of left the cliffhanger. Basically, Kelly says to Laura Rose, who has no idea why she's there, or at least she doesn't tell the camera that anyway, they've heard a rumor, is she trying out for the Rockettes? Because if she's trying out for the Rockettes, there are decisions that they need to make with other people, and it's not fair. And they show Laura Rose doing this like, sigh, and the episode ends. <laughs> Just like that. So obviously that's going to be addressed at the top of next episode. And uh, 
they've kind of draw, drawn this out a little bit, which would sort of leave you to believe that if you're, if you didn't know what happens at this point, of course, it's already happened because I'm filming these, these podcasts much later than normal, not during the season. And also a, a lot of times people are spoiled beforehand, but if you're not, I'm not going to spoil it here because it wasn't on this episode, but you could sort of look at this and go, they're kind of dragging it out. You know, maybe they've trying to make her look bad. Does it look like she's going to stay? But you know, who knows? It, it sort of it kind of appears as though the way that they've just kind of insinuated a little camera shots as if once she didn't make show group, she maybe decided maybe she wanted to look elsewhere. So hopefully we'll get answers to all that next week because we're not going to get answers this week, which means we have just two episodes left in this season. And we've got, of course, the first game, we've got one more cut to get there. This was one of those seasons that I, at the beginning, I thought this might be a real good opportunity to have less than 36 people, the way that it looked, but the way that it's looking right now, boy, it's got to be real tough to make that one last cut. And it's got to be real stressful too, for the dancers to know you're so close, but just one person isn't going to make it. Most likely, unless we have a Meredith kind of apprentice year for somebody. All right. Well, that's all I've got for this episode. I will be back with episode nine before you know it. And until then, keep kicking, friends.